Hi and welcome to Zion Church. My name is Apoc and my wife and I have the honor of pastoring this incredible community here in the Anaheim Hills, California area. If you're joining us for the first time, we want to say welcome and we hope that you are feeling at home and we'd love to connect with you. If you're looking for a church to belong to, connect with, uh, we would love to be that church for you. You can go to our website for more information. We are right now in the middle, in the thick of 21 days of prayer. We believe God is calling us to a season of prayer. Uh, we know we should always be praying as believers, but God is calling us in this season as a church collectively to pray together and to pray specifically for things. So we decided during this season to uh, start a series called Dangerous Prayer. So I want to jump right into it, but I want to pray for today's message because I believe that God is going to speak in a powerful way. Dear Lord, we, we thank you. We thank you for this season, for the season of prayer, for, for a season of waking us up to the realization that without you, we are nothing, Lord. So God, I pray for the next couple of minutes as I deliver this message that it would be you speaking into our lives. Speak to us, Lord, like never before. I pray that you will remove all distractions, anything that we might be dealing with, any any worry, any anxiety, any chores that we've been, you know, maybe feeling like we need to get to. Lord, let us focus on this right now, this moment. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, well, we are in week two of dangerous prayers. And uh, our heart for you during this series is very simple, that you would experience the power of prayer. That, that's it. That's what we want. During 21 days of prayer during this series, we want you to not just get a head knowledge of what prayer is. We, we know uh, that that is a really important thing for us to grasp as believers. But my prayer, our prayer, MJ and I's prayer for you, is that you would experience the power of prayer. Because I want to start with this question. How many of you would agree that prayer is powerful? I, I agree with that. I, I think anybody listening, you would agree that prayer is a powerful thing. Now I have a follow-up question. How many of you would agree that you don't pray as often as you should. Come on. I'm right there with you. Isn't it interesting that there, there's a clear contrast between our belief in prayer and our prayer life? We don't we believe that there's power in prayer, but we don't pray as often as we we know we should or we think we should. And I believe that there are some reasons why, as believers, we struggle with prayer. I mentioned it last week at our in-person gathering, and we kind of laughed at it a little bit. But the first one is that we just don't feel like we're good at praying. Um, we're, we either uh, get the clammy hands and we're in a prayer circle, or we get nervous. You know, we start saying like, hey, we're going to get in a, a prayer circle. We're all going to pray, and we're just dreading the moment when it's our turn because we're like, what are we going to say? How are we going to say it? Am I going to stumble on my words? Uh, it, it's, it's hard. We feel like we're, we're not good at praying. And, and then it gets even harder when you are 
standing next to a professional prayer. Anybody ever met someone like that? You ever met someone that when they just pray, you just feel like, oh my God, God just showed up, finally showed up because the way that they begin to speak and they begin to say, the Bible says in Ephesians 3.20, and they get in there and they, they, they start speaking the, the, the word of God. They, they begin to do the, mm, the, the hallelujah, the I bind you in the name of Jesus. And, and yes, Lord, and it's intimidating. And, and we feel like, man, I'm not good at it because I hear this person that's praying and they're praying just with power. The, the, I think another reason why we, we struggle with prayer is, is because we haven't seen prayer work for us. And, and though we believe that there's power in prayer, uh, we struggle with prayer because we haven't seen prayer work for us in the past. And, and, but I, I believe that much of what we have prayed, though, has been the problem. We pray things, uh, safe things like be with us or protect us, God, or bless us. And, and uh, hear me out, church. Hear me out, friend. There is nothing wrong with praying these prayers. Be with us and protect us and bless us. But I'm here to tell you today that they are safe prayers. They're not bad prayers. They're not wrong prayers, but they are safe prayers. But here, it, here, here's what we want you to discover during this series. That following Jesus requires dangerous prayers. Following Jesus requires dangerous prayers because following Jesus is never safe. So if we understand, uh, that, that's what we want you to grasp. That following Jesus is never safe. It's, it's not a safe path. Being a believer of Jesus, it, it's dangerous. There's the, the, it, it's hard. So if, if the Christian journey and life in itself is hard, we need dangerous prayers. We need big prayers. And, and there's three simple but dangerous prayers that I believe will change your life. And last week we covered the first one. The, it was this very simple prayer. It's, it's the prayer of make me bold. And I got to tell you, God did something last weekend at our in-person gathering as we as we began collectively to pray this prayer together after we finished the sermon we began to pray God make me bold that is a dangerous prayer because boldness almost always triggers spiritual opposition when we pray that prayer of God make me bold it, it almost always triggers spiritual opposition I, I don't know about you but I I, I can I, I can look back at my life and see moments well, I've prayed big prayers, and then I regretted it because I saw the opposition in my life. Can, can you think back at, at moments in your life? I want to encourage you that, that when those things happen, you're on the right track. You're praying the dangerous prayers, and, and we are on our path to see God move. The, 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 the second thing that this prayer does, it boldness almost um, often releases God's miracles. And we went through the book of Acts chapter 4 and 5 about the story of Peter and John and the lame person that they healed and how they went to prison and how the, the author of the book of Acts, um, Luke, the apostle Luke, 
very casually in one verse mentions that an angel of the Lord in the middle of the night um, shook the, the, the gates of the jail cell and they were free. He told me, you can get out and go preach again. And they did that. It was so casual. And I, I love the, the, the idea that when, when we are continually praying, Bold prayers, we are not surprised when God moves. And, and the last point that we made last week was that boldness always requires faith. And we talked about faith. And, and I mentioned and I closed with that, with the statement that many of us are looking to take a leap of faith. But God is simply asking us to take a step of faith. And, and that step starts with a bold prayer. I pray that as you are listening, maybe you weren't there last week and in person, but I pray that as as you're listening right now, that you would be encouraged and challenged to pray that prayer. God, make me bold. Because when you do that, you will see um, God do something incredible in your life. So this week, we're going to be talking about our second prayer, our second dangerous prayer. And it's the prayer of God, speak to me. And we're going to be looking at 1 Samuel chapter 3. And I want to set the stage about what's happening in this story. Um, 1 Samuel chapter 3, it, it, it's telling us a story of, uh, of how prophet Samuel became the prophet. And he was, at this time, when, when God called him to be a prophet, he was a boy, a 12-year-old adolescent. And I... I I can kind of remember, I'm 35 now, and I can think of my, my years of when I was 12 years old and the things that I was doing. And I can't imagine being a 12-year-old boy being called by God to lead the people of Israel as a prophet. But he, he's a boy, he's 12 years old, and he is, and this time, he's the assistant to the priest at that moment, at that time, called Eli. And, and what's happening is that um, God is calling Samuel because Eli was the main priest at the time, but Eli's family was not honoring God. And Eli had become this passive um, doormat that was just allowing uh, wickedness and perversion um, being done by his children without him confronting his kids. And it ultimately caused um cost him his life. I mean, it's, it's a crazy story. Read it when you get the chance. But uh, this is, uh, we're kind of in the middle of that. So Samuel, the, the Bible says, the story goes on to say that Samuel is uh, going to sleep and he hears a voice, Samuel, Samuel, and he runs to Eli the priest and he's like, here I am. And Eli's like, hey, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. And it, it says that that happened three times. Uh, and, that, and this is where I want us to go. Samuel chapter uh, 3, verse 9. I want us to read this together. It says, Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down. And if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Verse 10. And the Lord came and and called as before Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel replied, this is a little boy who prayed a dangerous prayer. Speak, your servant is listening. God spoke, 
And Samuel heard the voice of God. It's a pretty cool story, right? It sounds like, oh my God, this is this is really awesome, man. I would love for that to happen. But here's a, a, the problem with this story. That uh, the, the way that as I, as I began to um, think about the context of this story is that God is calling Samuel before God even tells Samuel what he is about to do. It's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever gotten a friend, and I, I, I tell you, I, I am making a confession and also a, what is it, a PSA, that I am not a fan of people texting me and, and just saying, hey, what, what are you doing? Like, like, hey, are you busy right now? Uh, I need to know, like, why you're asking me that. Because I feel like there's, like, a trap coming in. Like, hey, what you doing? I'm nothing. Oh, well, can you help me move today? Um, I, I need to load up some boxes. Like, we're moving our entire house, and I need you to help me move our couch, our bed, and everything else. Anybody ever have a friend that ever did that? If you haven't had a friend, you're probably that friend that has done that to your friends. Please stop doing that and text your friends from the start. Hey, what are you doing today? Because I need this and this. Give them a chance to make an excuse about not helping you guys. But anyway, God sends basically Samuel a what you doing text. And Samuel was bold enough to say, hey, I'm here, whatever you are needing. I'm game. I, I, I'm available. So he he's he he's going through that season, and there's this whole scenario. Your priest Eli, he's basically begins to tell him, "Okay, since you're available, okay, you're telling me that you're available. Your servants here. So let me tell you what's going on. Your your, your mentor Eli will, you know." He's not doing great. I'm going to get rid of him and I'm going to replace him with you. At 12, yes. I'm going to bring judgment. It's not going to be pleasant. I know you're only 12, but I'm trusting you, Samuel. And I want you to deliver this message. And I want you to help make things right. Dangerous prayers are prayers like, God, speak. Speak to me. And I want to tell you this today. Maybe you're listening to this message on, on, on a Sunday morning, or maybe you're listening it on your way to work, or maybe you are listening to it as you lay in bed before you go to sleep. I want to tell you this about prayer, about this dangerous prayer. Don't ask God to speak if you don't want to hear what He says. Don't ask God. Don't, don't pray this prayer if you're not wanting to hear what He says. Because prayer... It's not just talking to God. It's, it's listening to God. It, it's listening to heaven. It, it's, it, it's being able to take a step back and be quiet and listen. I know many of us love to, to pray to God and tell God what we need and what we're going through. But, but are we willing to listen? To listen to God? In prayer... We, we're, we should be more uh, concerned um, about listening than we are talking. Because God is always speaking. Friend, God is always speaking. Can I just tell you that? God is speaking right now. God is speaking right now. Can you hear Him? 
Can you hear the voice of God speaking to you and I? And I don't know about you, but I, but God, speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. So I, I want to help you. I want to give you three things on how do how to hear God's voice. How do I hear the voice of God? And there's three, three ways. The first way to hear God's voice is, is simple, is to, is to be still. The Bible says in Psalms 46, God tells us how to experience His presence. He, he doesn't say to be frantic, be busy, go seek God, go on the go, go, go. You know, He says, be still and know that I am God. Be still. To hear God's voice, we need to slow down the pace of life. I heard a great theologian once say that God moves at the speed of three miles an hour. And, and the reason that the, the, he said that was because that is the average pace of a normal walk of a human being. And it just reminds me. That, that God is not moving 100 miles an hour. He's moving at a pace that if we could just slow down a bit. If we could just turn down the volume of the world, we could hear the voice of God. Jesus, as, as he begins to confront the Pharisees, he says, don't pray like the hypocrites. Pray in a closet. Pray alone. Pray in solitude, in silence. So God speaks through his word where he directs us and he guides us and corrects us. God speaks to us through his people. God speaks to, to me. In, in, in my experience, God almost always speaks through MJ. For those that are married, God will almost always speak through your spouse, men through your wife. Come on, can I get a witness? Uh, this is a free one. Start listening to your wife. If you want to experience the blessings of God, listen to your wife. God speaks through the people closest to you. Godly friends, a sermon right now. God speaks through circumstances. Open doors, closed doors. Thought that it was God, but God closed it. I wonder how many of you ever thank God for closed doors. That, that, that God closed a door to that potential marriage. We say this a lot that rejection sometimes is just redirection and protection. And I thank God for the closed doors in my life. God speaks through the Holy Spirit. He, he prompts us. He moves us. He leads us. There's been moments, actually this week, it's a really small thing, but we have one of our neighbors that was, uh, uh, she, uh, she was sick, she's sick or was sick, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, but you know, she's sick and uh, I, I bought myself a, a cold brew coffee from a place and we don't go there often and as we were driving by her place, I looked at my wife, I was like, hey, we got, uh, I, I feel led by God to send her this coffee. And, and, and sent her some pastries, and, and we did. And it's a small thing, but I'm telling you that I, I, I can tell you for certainty that it was God telling me to do that. It wasn't 
I would have never wanted it. I've, I've been waiting months to have this coffee because it's in LA County. I don't go to it a lot. It's a bit further down. I don't I, I don't I don't like getting out of my way to have coffee. I can have it at home. So this was a treat yourself moment, and the Holy Spirit told me, no, give it to someone else. The Holy Spirit, God speaks through the Holy Spirit. So to be still. Who do we want who, who do who do you want me to pray for? Like those are the things that as we, we, we stand still, we're able to hear. Speak, Lord, I'm listening. Speak. Be still. Number two, be willing. Be willing. Often our prayers are long babblings. I want God to do this. I want God to do that. Keep me safe. Heal my headache. Save uh <laughs> God, save me, God. What if instead of coming to God with a wish list, we come with a blank page? God, speak to me. And when we're, we're ready, God, speak to me. I'm listening. I'm ready. What, 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 what do you need me to do, God? I'm ready. I'm ready. Whatever it is, whatever that it is that you would have me do, God, I'm, I'm right here. Not just asking him to do, but to speak to answer questions. Show me my sins, my motives. Those are those are hard prayers. Speak to me, Lord. Show me my sins. Have I sinned, God? Oh, that's a dangerous prayer. <laughs> God, question my motives. Are my motives right, God? God, help me love my husband who is far from God. I'm listening. How can I love my husband better? God, how can I use my gift for the church? How can I use my life to advance your kingdom, Lord? I guarantee you that the Lord, when we say God speak, God will answer. But we got to be willing. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 6, verse, I mean 3, verse 6, it says, Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Why don't I sense God? You know, a lot of the times I've prayed that, or I've asked myself that. Why don't I sense God? Why don't I feel God's presence? And I, and I want you to think about this statement. I want you to write this down. I want you to ponder on this statement. Maybe God isn't speaking to you about the future because you haven't done what he gave you to do in the past. You know the reason why God, or we sometimes feel that we don't sense God, or we don't sense God's presence, or we don't hear God when we say God speak, is because he already spoke. He already said something in the past, and we are not willing to do it. Maybe God isn't speaking to you about the future because you haven't done what he gave you to do in the past. What has God asked you that you have not listened? Did you know that delayed obedience is disobedience? Avoidance is disobedience? Or, or uh, procrastination is disobedience? I'm here to free someone today that whatever God has been asking you to do, 
If you want to move to your next, you got to face your now. You got to face your past. You got to be obedient to God. You got to be willing to do what God is asking you to do. Don't ask God to speak if we're not ready to do what he's asking us to do. And number three, we got to be willing. Number one, we got to be, we got to, sorry, we got to uh, be still. We got to be willing. Number two, and then number three, we got to be ready. When God speaks, it might not, you, we might not want to hear what he says. And that, that's, a t- that's a tough part. When, when God sends those what you doing texts, hey, are you free? You know, the ones your friends send, that you're like, oh, what do they want? I want to help you because when God speaks, when we say God speaks to me, we might not want to hear what he has to say. Like Samuel, Samuel had to do an unthinkable act at the age of 12. He had to come in and sweep and clean up all the mess of his mentor, Eli. It's just so that God can bring and restore order to the people of Israel. Maybe for you, as you begin to think and, and maybe even pray, you, you're, you're, you're saying, God, speak to me. Well, God might be saying it's time for you to lead or attend a small group. This is a free, a free promotion to that. We're starting groups next month, September 12th. And, and I want to challenge you. Are you ready? If God is asking you, it's time to get plugged in. It's time to lead a small group. Maybe for you, for someone else, it's it's radical generosity. Maybe we, we've been living uh, selfishly and we haven't um, extended our gifts outside of our, our sphere. God is challenging us. Maybe, maybe God is going to show you your sinfulness, the, the thing where you have been, the sin you've been hiding are we ready for that? Or maybe it's to move to a different state or to go back to school or to change careers or to invite your boss to church or to post about your faith on social media. Or maybe it's to break up with the person that you're dating or to forgive the person who betrayed you. I'm telling you that when we ask God to speak, are we ready to hear what he has to say because most of the time if I'm being honest the times that I've prayed this prayer God has asked me to do something that I wish I could take back the prayer because when God speaks it's usually speaking directly into our heart and challenging us because he's trying to mold us into the image of Jesus Every time God spoke in the Bible, I'm here to encourage you. Maybe you're feeling today like, Apoch, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I don't think I could do it if God would tell me to do this. I don't know if I'm ready to do it. But every time God spoke in the Bible, the people that responded to the call were unprepared, unequipped, and unqualified. They were unprepared, unequipped, and unqualified qualified. For you, there's a good chance it's it's going to be intimidating, it's going to be scary, but it's going to take faith. And that's why these are dangerous prayers. That's why the prayer of speak to me is so dangerous because it's going to feel scary. It's going to feel impossible. But I'm telling you that if God is by our side, nothing 
is impossible. So speak, Lord. This is a dangerous prayer. Don't pray it if you don't want to hear what God says. Because I want to, I want to leave you with this. The only thing more dangerous than praying this prayer is not praying this. I let, let me say this again. I want you to hear me out today. The only thing more dangerous than praying this prayer is not praying this. Because the only thing more scary than hearing what God will ask from us is the regret of missing out on what God will do through our act of obedience. I, friend, don't miss out. Don't live a life of regret. Asking yourself what would have happened if I would have left my job or what would have happened if I would have listened to God about this what would have happened if I would have obeyed don't miss out on what God wants to say to you doing you and through you I want to pray for you today I believe God is speaking in a very powerful way I believe that many of us today um, are going to pray dangerous prayers that are going to completely change our lives forever. Dear Lord, we come to you in the name of Jesus. God, thank you for this message. Thank you for, for, for challenging us and showing us that many of our prayers have been safe prayers. And for that, we repent. We confess that we have been playing it safe. We have been praying prayers that are superficial, but today we are making a commitment that no more we are going to pray dangerous prayers. And we say today, speak to us, Lord. Speak to us. We are listening. We are being still. We are willing and we are ready to hear what you have to say. Lord, we don't want to live a life of regret. We want to live a life living in the purpose that you have given us. And we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I, I want to take a moment right now to challenge every person listening. You know, we believe wholeheartedly here at Zion that God is continually asking us to take a next step. And maybe for you, it's to be water baptized. Maybe you've never been baptized as an adult and you would like to do that. We want to help you with that. Maybe for, for others listening is to become part of the Zion Church community. And maybe you're a believer and you don't have a home church. We'd love to be your home church. We'd love to pastor you. For others, maybe you're part of our church and you're a believer, but you haven't taken that step of obedience of honoring God and trusting God with your finances through giving. I want to challenge you that the Zion Church needs your support to move the church forward. And maybe for others, you're, you're, you're a giver and you're part of our church community. You've been baptized, but maybe you haven't gotten plugged in all the way and you haven't become vulnerable with people that are running in the same direction as you. And that the way that looks like here at Zion is small groups. Maybe for you, God is calling you to lead or to, to, to attend a small group. And, and, and like I said, the good news is that we're starting small groups September 12th. And maybe God is calling you to take that next step. And if you feel like God is calling you to take 
any of these steps, I want to challenge you to do this. On your screen, there, uh, there's a link. Zionchurch.live slash next. It's going to give you more information on how to take one of these next steps. Now, before I say goodbye, I believe that there's someone here who recognizes that you're far from God. You recognize that you don't have a relationship with Jesus. And I want to give someone who has never given their life to Jesus to do it today. Maybe you've heard about Jesus, but you don't follow him. And there's something inside of you that's nudging you. I believe it's the Holy Spirit. God wants to use your story and your life right now to make a difference. But it all starts by asking Jesus to come into your life. If that's you, if you're saying, yes, I, I need this grace, would you pray this with me? Heavenly Father, I give you my life. Forgive all my sins. Make me brand new. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so I can follow you. My life is not mine. I give it to you. Thank you for new life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, if, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, I want to invite you to go to zionchurch.live slash next so we can help you take your next steps. Well, may the Lord bless you and keep you. God bless you. And let's keep creating spaces for God to dwell.